Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody. It's me, Kylie. Welcome to Give Me More Reality. Thank you guys for being so patient with me. I know that I've been a little, I don't know, I don't want to say flaky, but like have been just kind of taking a little bit of time off um, from the podcast. Um, you know, just I'll be very honest, just this cold weather and stuff just kind of put me in a weird, um, you know, headspace in the sense of just, you know, seasonal kind of stuff. Um, and so I just needed to just kind of like take some time also, um, you know, since the summer, I have been just moving and grooving um, constantly. Just I it almost like it feels like almost like nonstop, um, just like doing stuff, um, whether that be working, doing things on the weekend with my daughter or doing things with friends or family. Just always my weekends, for the most part, have been pretty filled. And so I think my body just kind of was like, we just got to shut it down for a little bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I didn't even watch um, any of the, you know, episodes of the previous week um, until this week. Um, so I'm now all up to date. I'm not even going to bore you guys with going backwards. We are just going to continue to move forwards <laughs> and, and just talk about the shit that we love um, and what we love about these housewives um, and these fucking shows, you guys. So um, I just wanted to just start the off the top there um, and just saying just thank you guys, um, whoever is out there listening. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, and you know, I know that I had talked about in the past of trying to do more than one episode, but until um, I'm not doing this by myself, um, it's impossible. <laughs> it's literally impossible for me to do that. Um, so I am just going to stick to one episode a week and we're just going to have to talk about, you know, what I can, I guess. Um, you know, as of right now, I'm going to pretty much keep it right and tight with um, Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm going to just talk briefly about Winter House from time to time and then also uh, discuss, of course, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, our crown jewel right now, you guys. Listen, Potomac is also is a crown jewel. It's just that right now we're in reunion season. We're in the tail end of Potomac, which we still have two parts left, which is amazing. So great, great, great on board. But, you know, we still have a whole season. Well, not a whole season, but we still have a, a few episodes left of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and a reunion. Um, so, you know, we are full steam ahead. And then we have Winter House that is literally just, again, another crown jewel. Like we are like, <sighs> what a time, everybody. What a time, because honestly, uh, Bravo is just firing on all cylinders. We're doing great things. We have great shows. Things are happening. The Ultimate Girls Trip just came out. They released the, th the first three episodes early. You know, we have Winter House. We have um, Potomac. We have Salt Lake City. We have Orange County coming back. From what I understand, it sounds like it may be an okay season, so I may give it a try. Unclear. Um, for God's sakes, we have Miami coming back at some point. We have the All-Stars, um, the part two uh, that I heard um, Andy Cohen and Michael Rappaport talking about. And he said that that show is just from T to B, top to bottom, you guys, straight up fucking nuts. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. So honestly, like, you know, we're doing great in our, in our Bravo verse, you know? So that's all I can say is we're doing great things. Listen, guys, I, I know that if you have been listening to me since the beginning, um, you know that I, I watch almost every reality show that I can get my little dirty, grubby hands on. And, <laughs> and I know I've just like kind of hunkered down in our Bravo universe. 
Um, but of course, I mean, there are plenty of other real reality shows that I'm that I'm watching besides that. It's just, again, doing this by myself um, makes it really hard to do more than one show on top of just trying to keep a life, you know? So, <laughs> but honestly, if there ever is a show that you guys are like, are, are you watching this? Will you talk about this show? Please DM me, um, you know, just uh, at give me, uh, give me more reality. And let me know what you are watching, what you may want me to speak on, um, or if you're just curious if I'm watching it also, you know, whatever. Just um, keep me posted. And, you know, but as of right now, like, Bravo's doing great. So, you know, that's what we're going to chat about for now. But, you know, I'm watching the 90 Days. I'm watching the Love After Lockups. Um, you know, I'm I'm watching uh, uh, Couples Therapy, Love and Hip Hop, you guys. Like, we are in the gutter. In the gutter, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we have, you know, uh, Love and Hip Hop Miami is still, I'm pretty sure is still going right now. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get to Vanderpump, you guys. I'm just not with it. I don't feel like the show has the same, uh, vivaciousness that it once did. Um, I think that the show is over and that makes me sad. It makes me sad. And I'm not going to lie, you guys. Um, I know that what Stassi did was wrong. And I don't think that what she did was right at all. But I do think that we all do have to agree that the show is not the same without her. And so, you know, I don't know if that means, do they, do they start another show with her? Like, what do we do? What do we do? Because it's not the same. I don't think that Stassi is that same person anymore. So I don't really know how well a show with her would really go. I don't know. I don't know. Also, I mean, as far as I know, Lala and Rand are broken up. Does anybody know anything different? I mean, I'm stalking her IG page like it is my fucking life because I'm just like, what's happening? But then Rand changed his profile pic to Little Baby Ocean. Rand also has not posted anything about Lala, has just posted Little Baby Ocean. So... I mean, because, you know, the story came out and then it was like, oh, no, he didn't do it. Everything's fine. They thought, you know, a lot of people thought it was like a stunt for her book signing. But then from what I'm hearing, it sounds like they're not together anymore. So it wasn't a stunt. I'm just confused. And I wish Lala or Rand, somebody needs to speak to it. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. All right. Anyways, back to business. <laughs> okay. So just quickly, I'm just going to chat really quickly about Winter House, you guys. Like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, I know a new episode is coming out tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Or, or sorry, a new episode is coming out tonight. I'm recording this on Wednesday. And you guys, great Great, 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 great. I'm not surprised that the whole, you know, clearly the whole um, Andrea situ or Andrea, I don't know how, I don't know how to say that Italian man's name, but the sexy, sexy Italian man. I don't think, I didn't think from the jump, of course, that that, that was going to work out clearly because she's with Craig now. Um, but I don't like what, uh, I don't like what's going on with our little Paige and him. I don't like how he is treating her in the sense Um I think he's just trying to nut in the in the winter house. That that's my own um feeling on it. <laughs> that's my own feeling on it. But you know, I, I don't know. I think that that's what it really comes down to. And I think, you know, I think Paige, she clearly maybe had 
you know, I just fell for her because she was just like, she was just feeling insecure. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I love her because I feel like she's just like so strong and um, so very confident that it kind of took me by surprise that she was like feeling so insecure. But it's like we all have insecurities, you know. It, that's, I think, what we all just need to remember. Like, we all have, ins- we are all insecure about something. Maybe more, maybe somebody's more insecure about about things than others. But at, at the end of the day, we are all insecure about something. And so, you know, it just made me uh, just feel like, you know, you're able to just kind of, I don't know. I, I just, I liked it. I like that she's just opening up is, is all I'm, is all I'm trying to get at. But, anyways. I mean, and then we have Lindsay and Jason, they're hooking up, but clearly Lindsay's just trying to hook up with Jason to get over, um, uh, what's his face? Oh my God. I just forgot his name. Holy shit. You guys, what the fuck is Austin? Jesus Christ. Um, she's trying to get over Austin. Um, Jason is trying to get over Gabby because, you know, she's into Luke, but Luke doesn't like her for God's sakes. You guys, she said in Italian, I want you inside of me. And, and Luke didn't even. I'm sorry. I am sorry. But like, Luke is like too much. Like, who the fuck is Luke dating? Gabby is gorgeous. Like, give that girl a, like, give her a, a, give her a try. You know? I mean, it seemed like from the beginning, I mean, which was like, maybe like we're in the beginning, but like the first or second episodes, it seemed like they were hitting it off. You guys, I already feel like, as I'm talking about it right now, I'm already feeling like Summer House is not going to be long enough. I want it to be forever. I want it to be forever, but I know that that's not, you know, that's not feasible, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, God damn it. Like we're already in like the fourth episode. So we're either like halfway there or like a little over halfway there. Sad. Oh my God. Sad. (sighs) Anyways. So Luke, I feel like just needs to like get it together. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that guy. I I can't, he's a fucking enigma, a gorgeous enigma. Oh, goodness. Um, But gosh, you know, like, listen, if you're not watching Winter House, like, get on it. Like, there's only, like, there's so many, I feel like, small things that happen that you're just like, whoa. That it's hard to, like, it's hard to, like, get it all out because I'm not taking notes on it. Um, So that's probably what my my problem is. But I just want to just, if you're not watching it, please watch it. You are going to thank me. Trust me. Trust me. Um, okay, so let's get into the Real Housewives of Potomac, the reunion part due, and then we will get into the episode we have all been waiting for. You guys, like, I have so many fucking notes from that goddamn episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's truly insane. I've never wrote that many notes about a show so far. It, I was shocked by myself. I was shocked. When I realized, I think I had already gone through maybe like one to two pages and we were only maybe 15 minutes in, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) But we are going to get to that in a second. Let's just get to Potomac first. So the reunion is good, you guys. Like, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. You know, like it's kind of hard to like break down a reunion in a sense because they are just like chatting back and forth. But you know, basically, like this one, like kind of like started off with, um, I believe it was with Mia and Candace, and 
you know, <laughs> what really cracked me up was when, when Mia was just like, I'm going, like, she said something about like, she was going to beat like Candace's ass. And the way that Andy like looked at her was like, are you really going to be her ass? <laughs> oh my goodness. But listen, let, let's just discuss. I, I think what I'm going to do is just, just discuss some takeaways, you know, takeaways from the show um, was, uh, one thing was that Mia, she divulged that she wears a size 12 shoe. Now, again, if you're listening to the podcast, you know that I am have a, have a bigger foot for a lady. I wear a size 11. And I'm sorry, but there are not a lot of like women out there that have that size foot as myself or larger. And to just like see, <laughs> seeing more people, I'm just like... Oh, how like nice because I'm sorry. I swear like I am just like surrounded by small feeted people and it makes me sad. It makes me sad because I'm like, I have big feet. We can never share shoes. And, you know, when you're called, you know, you know, uh, that you're like a skier got, you know, skis for feet. You know what I'm saying? Like you're insecure about your feet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just nice to see that other people have the same size foot as me or larger. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh my goodness. But also like, can stop going for her feet? Like that's like, uh, um, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Just saying as one, as another big footed person, like rude. Um, You guys, so Ascala came out um, to the reunion and uh, listen, Listen, I think Ascala is gorgeous. I think that she has great fashion. I do. I have no shade, nothing on that. I think I think she dresses marvelously. She's gorgeous. Like, great. I just don't think she brings anything to the fucking show. She is a straight-up fucking space filler. I feel like she's a straight-up just, like, bandwagon fighter in the sense. Like, she just jumps on somebody else's shit that they're saying. It doesn't seem like it's an actual thought of herself, like, or a thought that she had herself. She is just jumping on what other people are saying. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like she came in really hard, like with Karen in the first episode, and then was like really hard with like Mia and um and also like with the, the whole Giselle and Wendy of it all. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I just wasn't a fan. I just couldn't really get, I couldn't like really. I can't imagine her being back for another season. I can, I'm okay with her being a friend of like, that's fine. Just be in the background. I just can't with her as like a main cast member. Like it can't, it can't happen for me. But as soon as, a, as, as, as quickly as a Scala fucking came onto that reunion, she left just as swiftly. So, you know, I can't really complain too hard. I really can't. What's crazy to me is how Candace like refuses to like see how much like she like provokes people to just like lose their shit on her. Like how you're talking to people is reckless. And the fact that you think that you can talk like out your mouth like that to people and think that you're not going to have any fucking like repercussions is crazy. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. I think that that's just like a very like I feel like she's had a very privileged life in a sense and like that she has probably talked to people like this all her life and nobody has fucking stepped to her before. But like, please believe like how you were talking to people, like people would catch some hands. Like, I'm just saying like, there's no fucking way. Like, like the whole shit that happened, like with Monique, like that fucking shit triggered the shit out of me, triggered the shit on me. Like I was so fucking pissed off. Like I would have been Monique 100%, 100%. How you're talking to me. Yeah. Please believe like, I'm not going to keep talking to you. I'm about to show you some shit. 
And I don't think Candace realizes like that. That's like, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot like what you're doing. Like you need to correct yourself. It's not about what everybody else is doing. Like, yes, people can correct like how they react to you, but also like you need to correct how the fuck you're talking to people. Just saying. Clearly have some feelings on it. Anyways. And I love like that now Mia's like the Twitter disaster or social media like disaster. And I love how she like kept trying to like blame everything on her like social media manager. And it's like, come on now. Come on now. Like your social media manager ain't out here doing likes, ain't talking shit about everybody. Um, you know, like it, it's too much. It's too much. And then um Ascala had brought out like receipts. I don't if anybody remembers that, but like she brought out fucking straight up like printed receipts that she had all printed out. And I'm like, Ascala, sit down. Sit down. This is not your Monique moment. Your Mo Monique. <laughs> Did I say Mo Monique? <laughs> It's a Monique moment, and I'm just like, I'm not here for it. But like I said, as soon as Ascala was in, she was out. Super short and sweet, and I digged it. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for your receipts. They literally helped us with nothing. Mia is a disaster on fucking Twitter and uh, socials and whatever, and we all know that. We're all perfectly the fuck aware, but thank you. Oh, my goodness. I did not like how hard like Wendy was coming for Robin and I had a feeling that that was what was going to happen, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I feel like Wendy has such a little fucking chip on her shoulder that I need her to fucking relax. I need her to relax and stop coming after my girl Robin. Okay. And I mean, I just have to like reiterate the whole situation with like the blogs and the whole Eddie of it all. Like, I, I think that it just, you know, listen, Giselle never said that it was true. She just thought like maybe some of the changes that were going on were possibly because of things that were coming out against your husband. Now, I can, of course, understand that you're not happy with her bringing that up on the show because of your kids. And, you know, there's millions of people watching it. I understand. I get it. And especially with like that article it was just like a, you know, some like blog that's always just like writing out, like coming out with just some crazy shit about them. So I can understand like being like, why the fuck would you believe? Like, why would you even bring that up on the show and give them more life? I get that. That's fine. Be mad at her about that if you want to be. But to not like to still not like understand like what Giselle is saying is like crazy to me. And I feel like once Giselle like did say like, listen, like I wasn't trying to hurt you. I was just like, is this what's going on? And honestly, as far as we know, watching the show, the only person that she brought it up to was Ashley. Uh, According to Robin, she didn't know. And we haven't got like any scenes. Nobody else has come out and say, but they said that they saw the article, but nobody, nobody heard it from Giselle besides Ashley. And Giselle thought that she was okay to bring it up to Ashley because Ashley and Wendy, I think had like kind of like gotten close and stuff. And so she thought that it was okay. And that's why she also thought it'd be good for Ashley to bring it to Wendy's attention in the first place. And Ashley fucking completely fucking bombed that whole fucking situation. So, oh, Lord, but. I just felt like any time that Giselle was trying to, or, you know, that Wendy was understanding what Giselle was saying, then she found something new to be mad about. And it's just like, okay, so you just want to be mad at Giselle. Like, that's what I feel like is going on. Like, and that's fine. Then just say, like, you don't like Giselle and you just want to be pissed off at her. That's fine. But I don't know. I just, I, I can't. I can't with, like, Wendy. I just feel like it's, like, it's too much. She's doing too much. She's doing too much for me. But also she's doing everything right. <laughs> Uh, I loved when like Giselle and Karen like hugged and um and Giselle was just like crying and 
Oh, it was just like so sweet. And did you see like when Andy was like, you guys want to like hug it out? And Giselle might as well have just fucking jumped right off the fucking couch, y'all. Might as well jumped right off the fucking couch. And <laughs> and Karen was like, I don't, I am. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So let, let's go ahead. And so I thought that was a very, very cute moment. Um, So I think finally at the, at the end of this fucking season, I finally have decided on a name for Michael. And I wish that I would have thought of it sooner, but 100% he's the Crypt Keeper. He's the Crypt Keeper. That's what he is. And if you don't know what the Crypt Keeper is, Google it. It's probably too old for many people. Um, but it was a super old show about a fucking skeleton that's told, that told uh, scary stories. Look up the Crypt Keeper. That is Michael. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I think the Crypt Keeper wants to get into porn. I think that's why he wants to get into movies. I think what he's saying with movies is he's saying porn. Um, I don't see him really wanting to get into movies. Please, 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 please. Okay. And then what I found was interesting. Okay. It was, um, I think, I don't remember what, like the question was that started the conversation, but essentially they were talking about how Candace and Ashley, like their, you know, their whole like relationship is straight fucked and how Candace is upset that Ashley, you know, basically was going to do that or that she did do that, um, uh, character, uh, witness for Monique. And the thing is, it's like, listen, Karen didn't do a character witness, but Mia brought it up and was just like saying, why don't you give Karen the same, like the same energy um, since she's still friends with Monique as you do with Ashley. But I mean, I guess it's because she didn't do the, um, you know, didn't go to court, but still though, it's just like, you know, she's friends with her and she asked her to. And so she did. Was Monique probably um, manipulative in the sense of asking Ashley to do that? Probably because she knew that Ashley and Candace had beef. So, you know, but, you know, neither here nor there at this point. I don't know. I think Candace, like, Candace needs to fucking relax. Like, that's what your mouth can do. Like, that's what your mouth can do. And that's why you need to maybe try not to be so fucking reckless with it. Because your mouth is going to get you into situations where people want to fucking beat your ass. And it will happen. So, please, mind your P's and your Q's. But also, I love her shades sometimes. That's the thing, too. It's like, Candace is fucking witty as fuck. She is hilarious, but also she's a goddamn monster. <laughs> she's a goddamn monster. Oh my goodness. And then I can't with fucking like Zen Wen. She's just like kept going on and on about how like she's like, you know, that's me. I'm Zen Wen. This is me. It's like you're anything but Zen. Last year was Zen Wen. This year, I don't know what the fuck. Straight turn up when is what you are. Oh God. Oh my goodness. And then so... And then so we kind of got down to the bottom of why um, Wendy was so upset with, like, Robin. Because I didn't understand it from, like, the jump because I felt like Robin explained it pretty well. She's just like, I'm just checking in with you. I just want to make sure, like, you're doing okay. Just, you know, you seem, like, a little bit more, like, looser than, like, what you were, like, last year. It's just, like, a newer kind of a new side of you. Like, is this the real you? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like questions were being deserved to be asked, if anything. That's that's my feeling. Um, and I guess Wendy was upset by Robin using the word loose. And it's like, calm down. She wasn't calling your fucking vag loose. She's just talking about you being like loose, like fucking relax. Fucking relax. Look at what you are saying to people, Wendy. Look at what you are saying to people and talking mad shit about Robin and Juan 
and fucking talking about like how you were talking about Giselle never finding like a fucking man. Like the shit that you said to them, I feel like is way worse than fucking Robin saying that you're loose. Meaning like you're not as up fucking tight, man. Like relax. I did not like that clearly by the tone of my fucking voice. Like that shit pissed me off. I was just like loose, like fucking relax, man. Like you're really getting uptight over a word, one word that has multiple meanings, ma'am. Like calm down. Calm down. And then Wendy came out with it. She's going to have a five and a seven wick fucking candle. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. How big is this fucking candle? Is it going to be like the Kathy Hilton size fucking candle that was like $500 or some shit? It was like a 12 wick or some fucking crazy shit? Insanity. Does anybody remember that fucking candle that she brought? Insane. Insane. I think she brought it to Kyle. I think it was on one of the trips. One of the earlier trips um, of this season. Insane. I, yeah. But... That's pretty much all I like. Really had to take away from uh, Potomac. Um, we still have two more episodes to go of the reunion. Um, it sounds like Nicki Minaj is coming on for the end of part three, and then she'll be there for maybe a good chunk of part four. Um, from what I have, uh, what I saw from an interview of Andy is that he let her bring her own questions, and that the girls thought it was going to be all just like fun. And it's like, oh hell no! Nah. Like she has a real questions for y'all, and she's about to really, you know let you know like what we are seeing and how we feel about it. Like fuck what y'all talking about. So I'm excited, you guys. I really am. I really, really am. I I really hope, I'm sorry, but I hope that this is not a reoccurrence. You know, I like Andy doing the interviews. You know, I, I like Andy being there and I don't want it to be a reoccurrence of where we're having like substitute interviewees. Um or sorry, interviewers. <laughs> um so, you know, that's where I'm at with that, but can't wait. So, all right, guys. Oh my goodness. The episode we have been waiting for you guys. This was so fucking thrilling. I love, I loved this episode so fucking much. Andy Cohen did not hype this episode up enough. If you ask me, I mean, it, I was, I was enthralled the whole time. I was dying laughing at the end of the last episode when they were like, they had like some like crazy, like investigation music in the background. And then the camera zooms in on like the, um, on the cops behind in the the window or whatever. You could just see them coming. I was dying. The, I'm sorry, but the production level, the editing level, just, I mean, everybody is doing the damn thing. I was proud. I was proud. I was like, listen, like Bravo is out here fucking doing shit, doing it, doing it and doing it well. Like, yeah, you guys, this episode made me just so happy. If you could not tell, like, oh my God, it makes me oh, so thrilled. So, 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 so thrilled. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Let's just get right into it. The episode is actually called Highway to Veil. <sighs> Highway to Veil and Highway to Hell, y'all. Like, woo, like, let's go. Okay, now, my first question off the top is, who the fuck did Jen call? Did she call Coach? Did she call Stu? Did somebody from the Shaw team call her? I don't know. I don't know. Did they come up with, like, a lie for her? Because the way that she came up with, like, a lie, because she had to get out of there quick, that he had, like, internal. She said that basically that Coach Shaw had internal bleeding. I mean, and everybody else seemed way more distraught than what she was, which was also shocking. So, um, like Heather was like asking, like, should I call Jen? Like, and for some reason, I thought it was strange that Lisa was like, I suggest that you don't call Jen. No, 
don't call her. I don't know how to do Lisa's voice. It's wild, but you know, it's whatever. Anyways, I am, I was obsessed with watching them process this all you guys. Now, what I find interesting, as soon as they see the article come through that she is, has been arrested for fraud and a couple other things. But what I found was like crazy is like Lisa was like crying. She was crying, trying to figure out like what to do. She was just like, this is just so scary, you guys. Just so scary. Like, oh my gosh, like her family. Like she was freaking out about like what was going on. Also, because I mean, you know, the feds were there trying to look for fucking Jen and nobody understood exactly like what was happening. But then my thing was like, we're like, what was interesting is like, I'm guessing the feds were just like trying to make sure that people weren't like coming, like telling her like they're coming for you because they said like, we're just trying to make sure she's okay. Trying to make sure she's okay from what, who, what, when, where, why? But of course, you know, I think that they were just trying to be careful. The best, I mean, one of the best parts I mean, there was a lot of great parts in this whole episode, but one of the best parts to me was when Jenny raided um, Jen's stuff that she had left behind. And Heather was like, wait until the body's cold at least. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. She's like, well, she's not coming back for it. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But I also just like, oh my goodness. The investigating editing also was great. Like we were going back and forth between Meredith. We were getting timestamps. We were getting Vale. We were getting on the highway at 12, whatever this time, at 12 something this time, you know, or whatever. Like it was great. It was great. Just the, oh my goodness. And then you guys, everybody analyzing her reaction when she left was something to behold. I mean, because they were just saying, like, if my husband had something like that go on, you know, if he had internal bleeding, like, I like, I mean, I, and I would feel if I had a husband that I would be feeling the exact same way, that I would be feeling like, like, I would be in a puddle of, of nothing. Somebody would have had to have driven me. Do you know what I'm saying? Which I think somebody did drive her, but regardless, I'm just saying, like, I um, mean, like somebody from her team drove her, but I'm just saying, like, I would have been a fucking puddle, like a straight mess if, like, oh, my gosh, like, my husband has internal bleeding, like, I got to get to the hospital, like, is he going to be okay? Like, and she did not have any of that. She did not have any of that. There were no tears shed. I mean, Lisa said that at one point that she didn't even believe that that's what was really going on when Jen left. And everybody kind of just felt like it was just like weird, just how she was kind of like moving about it. <clears throat> and, you know, I, and the thing is, is like, how did they know where Jen was? Now, you guys, I do not want to think anything negatively about our Bravo people, our Lord and Savior, Andy Cohen. I don't want to think anything negative, but you guys, I have to ask it. Do we think that somebody from production or Andy Cohen himself could have possibly told them where Jen was? I know when this whole thing happened, somebody came out saying that she had a, uh, it was somebody in her Shaw squad. I think it was like a part of her glam squad that had been undercover. So is that still a theory, everybody? Or like who said something? Who? What, when, where? Now, I feel like Lisa, something about just how she was moving to me seemed guilty. Like, 
the fact that she said that she didn't believe her from the jump. And then also, it was interesting that she called all six, all six of her lawyers. And then at one point, I mean, she tried to like kind of like cover her mouth, but it's like, again, like, bitch, you have a mic on. But regardless, I appreciate you not remembering. But she said, I think Meredith may know something more about the situation. Well, why would you think that, Lisa? Divulge what you know. Divulge what you know. And then everybody is questioning her finances. And it's like, yeah, she's clearly living way above her means. There's no way that Coach Shaw is making the kind of money that what Jen is spending. And I don't know what the fuck business that she does. But I do have to say, let's get a bit, let's just give Whitney a round of applause. You guys, she explained the shit out of stuff. I had no idea. I mean, I had listened, I don't know how many times on how to understand what Jen does. And I did not understand it until finally Whitney broke it down. And I was like, aha. And I hated that everybody was just like, well, why did, how does Whitney know so much about this stuff? It's like, you guys, she's just smart. That's it. That's it. She knows business. So maybe stop being a dick to her and calling her a dumb blonde. Listen, as much as like Whitney is like kind of like Barbie-y, if you will, I think that she is smart. She does get on my nerves sometimes, but I was very impressed with her this episode on her giving us the deets, doing some investigating, and giving us the information immediately. I appreciate that. I do. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you guys, I was 15 minutes in and I was already on a second page of notes. I'm just saying, like, I made a little note to myself. <laughs> I made a little note to myself. What did I write here? Oh. Um, And then, so they, like, pulled over. And, like, they got some snacks. And did anybody else see, like, in the background, like, how much fucking shit that they had that they got from wherever the fuck they were? There was so much candy. So much candy. Did y'all really need that much candy for this ride? Or is this for just, like, candy? Like, you know, everybody's just getting snacks for um, for the ride plus, you know, you know, once, once you're on the vacation as well. Just some snacks, if you will. I mean... I loved, like, while they were, like, trying to, like, discuss and, like, break down this whole situation. I mean, Heather was holding on tight to her L magazine. I love that she had an L magazine, you guys. I don't know why, but it just made my heart just flutter. Uh, <laughs> and then we hit. Holy shit, the article is out. I wrote down. <laughs> and I will never forget fucking Whitney saying, oh, my God, I have the fucking chills. Lisa was looking up when... um when Whitney was reading the article, I don't know if anybody kind of could tell, but Lisa was on her IG, I think, trying to see if anybody had, like, posted it, saying, of course, that, you know, that she had just gotten arrested. And, you know, probably just checking to see if somehow any, if there's somehow some way that possibly she has been, um, you know, part of that whole situation. But who can say? Who can say? Lisa was freaking out, freaking out when she was reading this. She was just like crying. She's so upset. Camera cuts to Jenny. She's just drinking her drink. She has no reaction. And I was here for it. Here for it. I was, just, <laughs> she, I mean, listen, she was in it, but then like in her confessional, she's like, listen, guys, like, yeah, she got arrested, but that doesn't mean that she did it. Doesn't mean that she's going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't mean she's going to jail. She can get on bail. Like, 
innocent until proven guilty, everybody. But <laughs> she was, she just was a very good, like level-headed voice of reason, which I was like, thank God, because these bitches need this right now. As much as it may have like, come across cold, I was like, Jenny doesn't know fucking Jen from a hole in the wall. She's just like, yeah, people go to jail every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I died though when um, Whitney said that she thought that uh, Jen had a sugar daddy. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't think about that. I just thought that she would be just be too committed to Coach Shaw. It never even crossed my mind that that would be a possibility. <laughs> I just never even thought about that. Oh my goodness. And then you guys, we cut to the ring, um, the ring footage of Jen's house, <sighs> which was crazy. Like that broke my heart when I saw her kids having to be like walked out by like the marshals and, you know, Homeland Security, the FBI, like, <sighs> I just like broke my heart, broke, broke, broke my heart. And, and then, you know, like production like came up to them and was just like asking like, you know, like what's going on. And they told um, our production team that um, you can reach out to Mr. Shaw for any questions. And so I just don't know how everybody else, everybody else that has had money trouble, the wives have been dragged down with the men. Did, are they, did they keep their finances like completely separate for years? Are they actually married? Like, I'm just wondering how Coach Shaw is not involved in this. I mean, I guess because, I mean, it wasn't him that frauded people. It was just Jen. But, um, you know, with what Whitney was like breaking down is that, you know, she is, you know, there's also, it looks like some laundering charges as well. So it's like, is Shaw, is Coach Shaw using that money? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how that all, I don't know how that all works, but next we cut to Meredith and we are in Vail, you guys. Meredith's just hanging up her clothes, just, you know, smiling, having a good time. I can't imagine. I don't know how she would not have known that this was what was going on, but regardless, the ladies call her and tell her what's going on. And I can't tell if Meredith knew before they told her or if she just really doesn't give a shit or that she suspected something like this could have happened. Um, you know, I'm going with she didn't she didn't give a shit. Um, I'm going to go with a, a cool a cool 75 75% that she didn't give a shit about about Jen being arrested whatsoever. And uh, you know, and a cool 25 on um the fact that I think that Meredith suspected that something like this would happen. So 75 25, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just like her reaction was strange. And then, you know, I think it was Lisa's confessional like that, or, or maybe even on the bus, I'm not sure, but she was talking about how she, she kind of threw, um, little mare bear under the bus, um, and just saying that, you know, her reaction was a bit strange, which it was a bit strange. I'm not going to lie, but it wasn't like terrible. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I am, but I, you know, from, from what we know now after the end of the, at the end of the episode, which I'll get to in a minute. And also the previews that I have seen, I think Meredith knew something crazy was going on, but of course she could not speak to it. And I think maybe Meredith did tell, did tell, um, had somebody tip them off. Maybe Meredith didn't tell them herself, but somebody that she knows did. That's where I'm at with it. That is where I'm at with it. 
But then my thing is like, who picked up Jen after she got out on bail? Who did that? Whitney is a goddamn, I mean, listen, I've been, I've been praising her so far immensely, but I, truly though, she is a goddamn Nancy Drew. A Nancy Drew. And fucking Lisa needs to relax. Again, she is smarter than you give her credit for, and she knows more about business clearly than all you fucking bitches do. Clearly. But yet you all just like want to be fucking hella rude to her. And for what? For what? Because she's blonde and acts a little silly sometimes? She can still be a smart lady. Sorry, but Wendy, take some notes. Just saying. Like, just combine the two. It's okay. You can be smart sexy, amazing, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be one or the other. It's okay. You can be turn up windy, cool zen when windy. It can all be the same person. That's all I'm getting at. Anyways. Okay. And then we are back to the veil house. The veil house is gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And then enters Mary. What disturbed me? <laughs> like Mary's a Mary's wild, you guys. Again, hashtag free Mary. Free her, please. Free Mary. <laughs> we got Brittany, you guys. We got her. She is free, and I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I love her so much, you guys. And I don't know if anybody else can notice, but Brittany, I feel like since this whole conservatorship situation has happened, now she's finally free from it. I feel like we can see the light in her eyes again. Like, regardless of the raccoon eye that she loves so much, I feel like you can see the light in her eyes again. I feel like there's something different about her face or something different about just just her aura as a person right now. You know, like, you can clearly tell, like, she was just completely just, like, so controlled. So controlled. I mean, which we all know, but I'm just saying, I can just tell like, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm so happy for her. I'm so, so, so happy. I just want, I want the best for her. I want her to be able to live her life. I want her to be able just to uh, just try to get back some of the years that she has lost. I love her. Anyways. Okay. Back to Mary. Hashtag free Mary. Hashtag, why does she have to have somebody hold her fucking bag? <laughs> like, it was it was weird to me. Just hold your own bag, Mary. Like, you have a free, you have two free hands. Hold your own bag. That's just straight lazy and rude. It's rude. That's just my feeling. Fucking Mary shows up, though. And, um, or, yeah, Mary shows up and fucking Meredith's in a goddamn tub just relaxing, enjoying herself. I feel like it was almost like a, like a vindication bath, if you will. Like, she's like, yes, I was right. I just need to wash this off of me. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was wild. And it seemed like she was in that bath for hours. For hours. I mean, for God's sakes, for her to be in that bath when Mary got there and then to still be in the bath when everybody else did? Wild. Wild. I mean, Mary is surprised again. But, you know, Mary is surprised about what Meredith is telling her about everything. But, like... Meredith just is acting like, 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 Meredith is just acting like to me, like she was part of the goddamn CIA or something. Like she was the bug. You know what I'm saying? Or the informant, if you will. The rat. The mole. Not rat, but mole. I don't know. But then Mary like alluded to the fact that she like did something to her business at that point in time. And I was just like, what did she do to your business, Mary? What'd she do? I mean, and then it was funny how they like tried to like kind of like start talking about the whole Mary and Jenny situation and Mary and Lisa situation. 
And I was like thinking it before even Jenny even said in her confessional, but 100%, nobody is thinking about their bullshit with each other, their petty bullshit with each other. When you have somebody that has just been taken to jail for fraud and money laundering, nobody is. When you're defrauding old people and people with with disabilities, we are just going to be talking about Jen, guys. That's all we can do. And then, um, you know, we cut to everybody's like talking to their husbands on the phone and Dewey said it as much as Dewey has been irking the fuck out of me. He said it correctly. Somebody ratted her out and that's the goddamn truth. Somebody ratted out Jen. Who was it? Will we ever know? Unclear. But again, still my hypotheses of Meredith, possibly because it sounds like she had uh, hired a private investigator. You guys, we find that out. I think it was in... Um, a preview that she hired a private investigator. And I think that that is how things got tipped because she had somebody look into her and somebody found some shady shit that didn't make any sense. And maybe the police were already investigating her, but maybe what that PI found pushed things along. Unclear. And then people were saying, or the ladies were saying they sat down to like eat and stuff. And, and, you know, of course, like everybody just needs to like talk about it. They got to digest it. And somebody said that they heard that, um, that Jen was arrested on the side of the road. Like they were basically saying that she was like trying to run. And I'm like, what? What? Like, that's the crazy thing too. Like, you're really going to try to like run? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I, I mean, if I was in her shoes, I don't know what I would try to do. After that, then we find out that like Meredith was like, listen, I was not surprised. And everybody's like, well, why? Like, what, what was it that that gave you like that inkling? And then that's when we find out that Jen may have had somebody take a clutch from Meredith's store, hoping that they would not get caught. And then when Meredith called her back, because of course, like, and okay, I saw an interview of Jen, I think it was. And she was just like, who would call somebody after somebody takes something? Well, because she didn't want to make a big hoopla about it because you guys were friends at the time. So she called you to be like, hey, by a chance, did somebody accidentally take this? Even though she knows it wasn't accidental. She gave you all the benefit of the doubt, if anything. And then Jen wants to come out and like say like, well, why won't you call the police? Like she, she could have. And how would have that worked out for you? You know what I'm saying? Like she, she did it in the most like discreet way. You're welcome. Nobody would have known if your ass didn't get fucking arrested. You know? And then we're, when we're told that she's been red flagged at um, Louis Vuitton. And, and my thing is, is like, I didn't know, I'm, I'm clearly I'm not a connoisseur. I mean, I love Louis Vuitton, but it's not like I'm out here buying Louis Vuitton. I did not realize that it was like a sin, if you will, to use cash in Louis Vuitton. But maybe it's like, be careful. Like, cause if somebody's using cash all the time, like, why aren't you using any cards? You don't want things to be traced or what's happening here. So maybe that's why Louis Vuitton's on top of it. But next after Meredith divulges the whole robbery of it all. Then that's when Heather tells them that, you know, she got her an Uber one day and, you know, she put her into the, you know, walked her to the Uber or whatever. And, um, and then she saw that uh, Jen had gotten out on a highway somewhere and then had somebody else like pick her up. 
or something. Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, Lisa was trying to allude to the fact that she thinks that possibly that Jen is maybe cheating on Coach Shaw. I don't know because fucking Lisa wants to insinuate shit, but she can't fucking open her goddamn mouth and just say what the fuck you're trying to say. Please, please. Listen, Meredith is divulging it all. Lisa, open your mouth and say what the fuck's going on. What do you know, Lisa? And Jenny's just like, if you know something, say something. Exactly. See something, say something. Jenny gets it. Jenny gets it. Oh, my goodness. You guys, I can't wait for the next episode. I cannot wait. Again, this episode was so fucking thrilling to me. I loved it so much. So much happened within the first 15 minutes. I mean, my eyes were glued to the television. I was having a hard time writing notes because I just, I didn't want to miss anything. I mean, I had to rewind. I had to, you know, I mean, God, I could watch that episode over and over and over again. One of the best episodes of Housewives history ever. Definitely. Definitely. I would say, I feel like, I mean, not even like top five. I want to say like top three. Top three for me, for sure. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So good. That is some shit like on a rainy day where I'm just like, I don't want to watch anything. I just want to watch something I don't have to think about or do anything. You know, you know, like those times where you just want to watch something that you've seen over and over and over again. That will be this episode for me of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Listen, I've gone back and I've watched Scary Island multiple times. I've gone back and watched, um, you know, the uh, Atlanta, um, you know, old reunions just to just to recap. Um, you know, the, the, the season where, uh, Phaedra and I want to say Portia at the time, uh, were basically saying that, you know, Candy had a sex dungeon, you know, there are things you just have to go back to, you know, or the Orange County Jesus jugs. What a great moment. I mean, just so many great things, you guys. I'm just saying, like, I like to go back, you know, review the decks. (laughs) Oh, but gosh, so great. So I can't wait until, um you know, the next episode. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, this is what's going on with Jen. And then we still have the shit with Mary. And then I didn't realize this, but the guy who um, came up to Meredith the episode before and was, you know, telling Meredith about the whole, uh, you know, Mary, uh, Mary's church and how, you know, insane it is. It's a cult, blah, 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 blah. He passed away. I don't know what from. I don't know. I was surprised that I didn't see it like on like my feed or anything like that. I just have been hearing that on other podcasts that I listen to. So, yeah. So there's that as well. Um, So we still have the whole Mary of it all, you guys. It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't wait. I cannot wait. You guys, so good. So, 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 so good. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you guys for hanging in there with me. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for being patient with me and, um, you know, just writing this kind of like wave with me of doing something completely new that I've never done before and just kind of putting myself out there. And, um, you know, just thanks for being understanding if I don't put an episode out, you know, every single week, but I'm really, um, going to do my very best to make sure we get it, make sure that we get an episode out each week. And if I'm not going to, I will let you guys know the week before. Um, so, but please just follow my IG page for any updates, um, new podcasts that are, are, you know, I post when a new podcast comes out, which is typically, um, on Fridays or Saturdays. I usually get those out. So just, um, be on the lookout for that. Um, And yeah, so just thank you guys so, so, so much for just listening to my little baby pod. Thank you guys. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you again for listening. And this has been Give Me More Reality.
Thanks, guys.